Hi, my name is Cindy. In my 14 years of life, I have seen both extreme poverty and misery and exorbitant wealth and luxury. I've lived in both for many years, and I'm going to tell you about these two extremes in my story. Have you ever heard of drowning in money? This expression probably seems stupid and ridiculous to you, but I will try to prove to you that it's not. I was born in complete poverty. My parents didn't even have money to buy clothes for me, and so for the first few months of my life, they would wrap me up in towels and pillowcases. That's all they had. I had to sleep with my parents on the floor, and often our whole family got sick from the cold, which pierced us through in the container we lived in. Honestly, the fact that I managed to survive and grow up in those conditions is a miracle. Personally, I think the story of how my parents ended up in those conditions isn't all that interesting, and it isn't really the point of my story. As you can imagine, almost nothing changed as the years went by. I went to school, but I felt so bad there because of how my classmates treated me that I tried to skip class as often as possible. Hobo, beggar, street trash, the other kids called me everything they could think of. And hearing it was very, very painful, even if they were right. When I was 12, my dad said that he had gotten a job offer in another country and he wanted to take it. It was our chance to improve our life at least a little, so my mom agreed. In general, my parents jumped at every opportunity, but they never succeeded. But they always had faith that things would get better, something that has always made me respect and adore them. Dad left, and Mom and I stayed in that damp and cold container, just trying to survive. It was much more difficult for us on our own. Mom would occasionally get work cleaning apartments and offices so we wouldn't starve to death. And I either forced myself to go to school or stole food from local stores. Sweets, chewing gum, potato chips. I was grateful for anything I managed to get away with. And if you don't know what life is like below the poverty line, then I ask you not to condemn me. About a month and a half after he left, Dad started sending us small amounts of money. I'm talking pennies. It didn't improve our situation much at all. But we were happy about it. After all, even a very small amount is better than nothing. Still, every so often, my mom would say that Dad shouldn't have left us since his work wasn't bringing in the money it was supposed to. I understood where she was coming from. Soon, when she talked to my dad on the phone, she started asking him to come home, but he'd signed a contract for 12 months, and he couldn't break it. That year, when my dad was working, was the worst of our lives. My mother and I were constantly sick, ate terribly, and were always depressed. It felt like Groundhog Day, endless, and always the same. When there was a month left before the end of my father's contract, my mother and I began to count the days. We missed him so much while he was away, and we couldn't wait to see him again. And then came the long-awaited day when Dad was supposed to fly home. My mother and I were looking forward to a call from him. He promised to call us before departure, but the phone was scarily silent. Mom called him, but he did not answer. We no longer knew what to think and horrible thoughts started popping into our heads from an accident to a secret second family. It drove us crazy not to know. A few hours later, the phone rang. It was dad. He said that in 30 minutes, a car would come pick us up and take us to the airport. 
We had to take our documents and get ready to fly away. Where? Why? But Dad was quiet and asked us to just do everything he said without questions, and we had no choice but to listen to him. After four hours, our plane landed in Latvia. We didn't understand why we were there, but we were both driven by the desire to see Dad as soon as possible. And it happened. Soon, we left the airport building where Dad met us with flowers. It was so sweet and unexpected. Mom and I cried with joy and hugged him tightly, but the most interesting part was yet to come. At first, we were so emotional, we didn't notice that Dad was dressed in very expensive clothes or that his watch was obviously more than $100. Then he invited us into the car. It wasn't a taxi or a cheap car either. It was a luxury car. We looked blankly at my dad and asked what all this meant. Where did he get all this money? But he said that he would explain everything to us soon, so we had no choice but to get in the car and drive. You know, we were even a little ashamed to get into such a fancy car in our shabby clothes. The surprises didn't end there. Soon, Dad brought us to a huge mansion standing on a hill behind a high fence with its windows overlooking the Baltic Sea. This is our house now, come on in, said Dad, which made Mom and I drop our jaws even more in surprise. How is it ours? How could this be? But we didn't even have time to ask any of our questions because Dad took our bags and carried them into the house. We had no choice but to follow him. There were even more extravagant surprises. Everything inside the mansion was beautiful and wonderful, like in an English castle. I was blinded by all the luxury. It's not just that I'd never seen anything like it in my life. It was that I'd never even dreamed of it either. Maybe this was all a dream. I pinched myself to make sure it was real. Daddy, where did all of this come from? I asked. Now you and your mother will see the most important thing, he said, and took us to the back of the house. He opened the door of one of the rooms, and there, there were mountains of gold and money. I don't know how big that room was, but what I could see was completely filled with riches from floor to ceiling. Can you imagine? I think it's pretty hard to picture. And the most interesting part is that my mother and I felt like we, who had always drowned in poverty, had dived down to the very bottom of some pit and emerged in a completely different life, full of luxury and wonder. My dad was only ready to talk after he showed us this room. He said that after he left on his business trip, everything was terrible. He was paid much less money than he was promised, and most of his salary went to housing and food. But Dad signed that contract with his own hands, and if he had just dropped everything, he would have ended up in jail. He was desperate. Pretty quickly, though, he got his bearings and decided to play a game of his own. He closely followed the activities of the company that mined gold and amber and came up with a plan. His plan was to build his own mining organization and make money that way. Back then, he had no idea the kind of dizzying success his plan would bring him. As soon as Dad was up to his eyeballs and useful information, he quit his job and immediately took out a huge loan, forged some documents, and then began mining amber, then gold soon after. 
His company had only five employees, but that was only in the beginning. In a month, the company expanded to 70 people. And the income? The income skyrocketed. Dad decided to pay a penalty to terminate his contract with the company he worked for and moved to Latvia to open a chain of jewelry stores there. This business was also expected to succeed, and Dad was beginning to grow his business. Only he didn't say anything to us because he wanted all of it to be a surprise. Hearing this, my mother roared and started shouting at my father. How could you? Cindy and I were starving all this time, sleeping on the cold floor and saving every penny to survive. And you? You know, I agreed with my mother. Remembering the past year, I resented my father for living the high life here, buying expensive cars and mansions, while we were begging. But it soon became clear that everything was not quite as my mother and I thought. It turned out that after getting his hands on a lot of money, Dad became a hoarder. He carried everything he earned not to the bank or to an investment fund, but home. He said he didn't trust financial institutions at all and believed that all his wealth should stay with him, that it was safer that way. But those beliefs didn't show up from out of nowhere. They were partly because of Dad's tax evasion and some other gray business dealings he was involved in. Dad was so afraid his misdeeds would be revealed and he would go to jail that he decided to hide his wealth in his house. So he became a hoarder. My mother and I watched him and couldn't believe our eyes. Every day, Dad brought home a truck filled with gold and money, unloaded it all, and carried it into the house. The space in the storage room quickly ran out, and he set to work on another room, clearing all the furniture out of it. My mother and I could only watch this because no matter what my father did, he was the one who gave us a new life. I started studying at a very expensive school. My mother took up interior design, something that had always been her dream. We even had an Ashira breed cat. All of these things were unbelievable luxuries we would never have dreamed of in our past life. How could we be upset with Dad when we were living like this? After all, we still remembered what poverty was like, and we definitely didn't want to go back to the way things used to be. But in the meantime, the space in our mansion began to run out, and the house was almost full of gold and money, and my mother and I started getting anxious. Dad himself didn't see a problem and continued to unload trucks with money and gold every evening. As a result, we had to make small paths around the house so that we could get to the bed, the kitchen, or the bathroom, and the rest of the house was crammed to the ceiling with Dad's money. Recently, I was walking around the house and my head started spinning. I tripped and ran into a pile of gold, which started to fall right on top of me. I don't even remember how I ended up under the most expensive avalanche in the world, and I couldn't even scream. Everything eventually turned out okay, but now my mother and I are afraid of living in this house 